Greetings, ladies and mental gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out. Space. space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy, and if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. Knocking. Written by Ballymaster. Doldred slammed his clenched hand on the panel of the bridge. Plasteel crumbled beneath his armored fist. His roar echoed off the hull. I don't care if a single low-atmosphere cruiser turn it into a no-atmosphere cruiser. Do you hear me? Alarms were going off. The ship creaked and groaned as it strained to break free from the planet's upper atmosphere. His crew ran along the ship like rabid animals, storing the most recent score of copper and straining to keep the ship on track. If only that screeching proximity siren would turn off. He punched the handheld cum and barked orders to Volsig, his best gunner. Either you turn that cruiser to slag, or you lose your hands. Kill it! Doldred, the pilot, it's the... Doldred terminated the comm. He didn't want to hear it. He stomped over to the captain's chair and crashed down. The ship trembled beneath him. Times were tough. He did what he had to to get by. Doldred had a crew of forty of the most brutal and savage creatures the galaxy had to offer. Some weren't even sapient. The moment they showed weakness, the moment he stopped delivering on his promises, the very second he lost control, his body would be spaced as mutineers fought over the scraps they all built. That would never happen. Doldred and his crew were hungry for conquest. They had stumbled upon a tiny processing operation while running from the authorities. And there was just the target he needed to redirect their energies for the next few days. A few families, easy pickings. They hit hard and they hit fast like they always did. Fire, blood and minerals. That was all the universe had to offer. And they took it. They all had to do was now get away. One of the three technicians, Lemon, swore from behind the monitor. Doldred the human, uh, he crashed into the cargo bay, breaching the ship's atmosphere. Doldred tore his chair from his seating and threw it at the technician, who ducked. It smashed into the display behind him. Lemon cursed, you son of a... Seal it off, eject the bay, activate the blast doors. A call from Volsek on the handheld comm. Boss, I'm sorry, please don't. Doldred hit the button to blow the ammo from Volsek's gun. Worthless, pathetic excuse for a gunner. His underling glanced at the screen, fingers poised. Toval and Rashnek are still in there, along with the Ishwan package. Doldred was in front of the technician, his jaw unhinging. I don't care. Do it! The lemon's hands moved like a heartless lightning. He was scared as well. Doldred felt a slight bump as the pay fell from the ship, taking with three weeks' worth of pay. The upside was that if they were caught by the authorities, nothing could be proved. The alarm stopped and the hull restabilized the pressure. There was silence. Lemon leaned back in the chair with the breath. Damn! Persistent, wasn't he? Doldred snorted and turned back to the bridge, activating the shipwide comms. 
Listen up, maggots. Toval and Rashnik are dead and the base gone. That cruiser took it out. We're stopping at the next port to fence the copper, getting a new bay, and then we're out of the system. Prep for jump. Nordred expected what happened next. Storms came up to the depths of the hull. Griswold, the mechanic, up to challenge him again. His little posse surrounding him, clinging desperately to someone else's ambition. You knew what the package was worth. We're out weeks of pay. The burly, renegade gore brandished a turbine drive shaft with intent. I ain't working on the ship for free. Daldred drew himself up to full height and unhinged his jaw, revealing rows of teeth. We get paid when we get to port. You don't want to be on the ship, then you can get off. Now. Griswold eyed him, massive and thirsty for power. Tough words. Daldred pulled out his pulsar and flicked the setting as high as it would go. Anything shot would have its nervous system demolished. After excruciating pain, he made a show of counting Griswold and his posse. I got four shots and there's four of you. I already killed Volsig for allowing the cruiser to crash into us. Griswold eyed him and the danger went back under. For now. One of these days, Daldred. So, Lemon screamed, eyes glued to his monitor. Rolk's dead. Everyone present whooped around. Rolk was one of the most devastating fighters. What? Lemon manipulated his board furiously. One of the vents was compromised. It automatically sealed and... Uh, he looked up at Daldred, terror in his eyes. He's still in there. Daldred roared and even Griswold balked. He activated the comms, wrath in his voice. Listen up, whoever kills this cocky worm eater gets my share. Double if he's alive. Search the ship. Griswold and his boys tore off down the ship, yipping and screaming. The processing operation had been tiny. Just a few buildings that refined raw materials run by a few families. It meant nothing. The strafed buildings, the copper now housed in its smuggling compartments, the lifeless swarms, they meant nothing. The universe was too big for something so small to matter. Daldred spoke quietly to the technicians. Lemon, Kovac, Loon, heat map and live audio. Complied, then Luan took off to join in the hunt. Daldred sat on the floor where his chair used to be and shut his eyes. There were over 30 different chambers within the labyrinthian ship and 36 blood-hungry mercenaries. Audio of Yanni, gunshots and crashing metal gates filled the air. Warden's dead. 35. The ship drifted slowly in space. Tutor and Volhina are dead. An explosion rocked the hull. Now they were screaming. Lemon spoke quickly. Fourteen chambers compromised. Thirteen dead. Daldred spoke quietly. Eyes still closed. Quivik sealed the blast doors on the bridge. Opened the containment unit. Released the Maya parasite. The technician hesitated. Daldred looked at him. I... I can't. My mate... Daldred's passer shot him in the eye. Quivik convulsed on the floor from his seat. Daldred pointed the passer at Lemon. Already done. It's out. He put the weapon in his lap and closed his eyes again. They'd missed one. They're one of the denizens of the processing plant. Daldred had laughed as he watched the pathetic being running towards them with the wreckage of one of their homes. Its harrowed screens wafting towards them on the wind. But a joke. They'd taken off, snickering to one another about how it would starve to death or have to eat its cooked family members. Sir, did they get it? No. Daldred sighed. Prepare the escape pods. Lemon nodded. Online in five, 
four, three. The lights flickered and the bridge went dark. Doldred started to float. Everything started to float. Levan swore he got the bow cell. Helpless rage began to overflow in Doldred. He pointed his pulsar where Lemon had been. Fix it! How can I fix it if there's no power, you dolt? Doldred screamed and fired blindly. He floated helplessly with nothing to anchor to. While Lemon had been sitting at his desk, he swore that he could see the technician flitting away in the darkness, his three pulsar bots missing, absorbed by the sides of the bridge. Then cartridge empty. There was no more. There was darkness. Doldred floated in the black, and he knew fear. All was silent. Then his ears picked up the sound of breathing, heavy breathing. He turned to a handheld calm that he'd used to threaten Volseg earlier. He hadn't turned it off. The sound of footsteps pattered away into nothingness. Faint blue light outlined Doldred as he finally came to rest on the ceiling of the bridge. All he had broken and shifted around him. He shouldn't have raided that processing operation. They should have waited until they dropped off his one package and then jumped out of the damned system. Something thumped against the blast doors. Dordred froze. The thump came again. Then again. Louder, more powerful, until it was echoing through the bodies and floating debris on the bridge. The blast doors began to warp inward with each blow. He couldn't look away. The human was knocking. End of story. Story number two. Just passing through. Written by Bulgain Rockfan. See, Margaret, I told you they'd be friendly people. They're inviting us into their home. A number of uniformed humans were guiding a couple through their home, politely keeping the doors open for them, while also keeping some obviously curious human youths. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to keep rubbing it in, Robert. I can see that they're letting us into their home. You know, it really does look very lovely, doesn't it? Indeed. Now, shush, I think the friendly human, weird name, don't you think, are bringing the grandfather of the family. We should be very respectful. The uniformed human had brought them into a sitting room, and another human was coming in through a different door. His posture gave away that he was a much older than the other human. But the others were still treating him with the utmost respect. Declining to take a seat in the appropriate furniture, it started to speak. Well, ma'am, sir, let me just start by saying that it is an honor and a pleasure to finally meet you. Suffice to say that we don't get many visitors like yourselves, but we are thrilled to receive you. Margaret made a move to start speaking, but Robert decided to cut her off before she embarrassed the both of them. Oh no, the honor is ours, sir. We really hadn't expected, uh, well, anything like this, frankly. Really, you'd think that Catherine would have mentioned this. It's quite a selling point, frankly. The other man looked a bit puzzled. Catherine, never mind, I suppose it doesn't matter much, but please tell me, to what do we owe the honor? This time, Margaret managed to speak up before him. Oh, don't be so dramatic, dear. We're just here to see the Silver Fools of Alanara. The other man looked completely befuddled now. The Silver Falls of Alanara. I'm sorry, but I don't understand. Margaret gave an exasperated sigh. Oh, come now. It's not nice to play dumb. We're here to see the Silver Fools of Alanara. 
Catherine was quite adamant we visited them, you know, told us that it was by far the most astounding thing that she saw in Yaria 3. The man just gave them a blank stare. Sorry, but, uh, what? I've never heard of any of those things. Yaria 3 is another planet, is that right? We're on Earth right now. Um, Sol 3, I guess we would call it. Sol 3. Margaret turned back to Robert. I told you we were wrong. I told you there weren't enough moons. But no, the computer has it wrong, huh? Now look at where we are. And we look like fools. Terribly sorry, sir. It looks like we must have misjudged our hyperjump. You know how it goes. Would you mind pointing us towards Yaria 3? I'm sorry, but I won't be able to help you, I'm afraid. Hyperjump, you say? We don't have anything like that. Oh, Hal Robert, what kind of barbarous planet did you land us on? What kind of savages don't have hyperjump? Don't worry about it, okay? This guy is clearly lying. Everyone has hyperjump. Turning back, the man spoke. Come now, chap, don't be ridiculous. Of course you have hyperjump. I know for a fact that you only need to apply for membership with the Galactic Union to be given hyperjump. Yeah, we haven't done that. Yeah, sure, buddy. Of course, now I know you're lying. Everyone knows that everyone is pretty much forced into applying when they first make contact. Yeah, about that, um, we kinda haven't, um, made first contact yet. Oh, uh, I see. Interesting, uh, Margaret, get the transporter ready now. Oh, goodness, would you look at the time? Very sorry, but we have to leave. We have a, uh, thing. We don't want to miss and... Yeah, nice to meet you, good... The smaller of the two creatures produced something that looked remarkably like an iPhone and pressed the big red button of the screen. They disappeared instantly without so much as a flash or a sparkle. Pressing on his earpiece, he sparsed the senior advisor. Dave? Yes, Mr. President. You saw that, right? Yes, Mr. President. Good. Do we have that on film? Of course, Mr. President. Excellent. Set me up on a video conference with the chiefs of NASA, Air Force, Navy, Army, and CIA. I've got a call to make. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.